Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. This is Faye Horton, and I sell Medicare plans. We are recording once again the Women in Insurance segment for the I Sell Medicare Plans podcast. With me right now is Galen. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Vacation. You actually had time to come in and be with me. I oh, bless you. Always have time for you. Oh, well, thank you so, so much. Um, Galen Hendricks is, of course, the queen of the bundle. And everybody knows her as the queen of the bundle. This podcast session is about, we're going to talk about AEP. So we have the person in here who's done this for a long time. And with my few years of experience, we're going to try to tell you what we know can be done that can help you in AEP. Galen, um, it seems that uh, from what I'm seeing in in social media, people are having difficulties with certifications this year. Why do you think that is? You know, I think a lot of it just has to do with what kind of mess we're in right now. I think everybody's trying to get their schedules right. You know, the good news is, is when AHIP came out, everybody was just on top of it and we're talking about their great scores and how much easier it was for them and you know, and so I felt very encouraged uh, by AHIP, but you're right. I was just talking to some guys uh, that write Lasso, and they said one of the things that they're having trouble with is their agents batting down the hatches and taking their certs, and, you know, they're all excited about selling, but you can't go anywhere without the cert done. So, right. you know, I think a lot of it's just taking a big, deep breath and relaxing mm -hmm. and just doing what you always do and knowing that you're not going to get paid if you go out and write some of that business without a certification. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess what I was thinking was why are people getting so uptight about the certifications is something that we do every year, but you're probably right because I remember the first two weeks in March, when we were told to stay in and I couldn't go anywhere or do anything and definitely activities with seniors was out completely. Right. I started to feel like, what am I supposed to do? And if you don't focus on what really needs to be done and quickly start to do it, you could start to build up a fear. And I, I think, think there's that, a lot of that going on. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that agents are terrified about right now is, am I going to be able to go visit face to face? Um, because, you know, I know there's a lot of annuity agents right now kind of in mm -hmm. freak out mode because, you know, there's no real such thing as a telesale on an annuity uh, because of the simple fact that you can get into so much trouble. And so right. I think that the, the best thing we can do is try to keep all of our agents, the ones we work with, on level ground. You know, right now there's not been an announcement that you can't go face to face. So don't worry about what you don't need to be worrying about. You know, right now you need to worry about certifications. 
you know, this is pre-AEP. Get your certs done. You know, get your appointments start, started lining up as to who you're going to write when. You know, I think a lot of great things that happened early on in the summer, uh, Faye, if you're like me, the spring and the summer kind of ran together. But I think what uh, we need to really look into is the fact that, you know, agents just need to worry about what they can do. And pre-AEP is here. Certification season is here. Start getting yourself organized. Start taking your certs. Take a deep breath. Relax, because you need to pass those things. Yeah. And then be able to start lining up appointments and, you know, put things in the order that they need to go in. So do you think it's a good idea, like, everyone should set a target, maybe, to finish their AHIP and their certifications no later than August 30th? or I am in total possible. agreement with that. Total agreement I with that. I think that's the time of... Uh, that we definitely need to make sure that all of that is done. And then September, we have all of September to work out those details about where we're going to go, who we're going to see, start getting our list ready to set our appointments. Uh, one of the other things that I do, I don't know if you, uh, if your agents do this, the first uh, 14 days, October 1st to October 14th, I usually spend making sure that I'm touching my current customers. Yeah, um, I think that's what most of our agents do. I mean, you know, that's called, that's called pre-lineup is what we kind of want to talk about. Yeah. it. Because you know, really nobody can do anything until October 15th. That right. October 1st to October 14th is always a weird time. There's some agents that I think do things they shouldn't be doing. And I think there's agents that are doing things that they should do, which is 100% line up your clients mm -hmm. and start talking to them and getting them prepared. And then on October 15th, start taking the applications and start taking care of business. So right. I agree 100% with you on that. And also, that's a time to reach out to the 55-plus community coordinators or uh, the social directors right. of those communities. Um, and one of the things that I'm thinking I'm going to do, and this might help someone, is to offer to those communities a day. Let's say it's the, the Crestview Villages. Mm -hmm. So typically I would go there to do an activity perhaps twice during AEP, but instead I will pick a day or agree on a day with the coordinator and say, this is a day for your residents. I'm doing uh, virtual meetings, so here's the flyer. You can put it in your news bulletin, give it to all of the residents, but this is their day, and they can call and set an appointment with me anytime during that day and we can do a virtual meeting with them without going actually to the community. I love that grassroots type approach. You know, Rebecca Davis and I were talking about, you know, because she's never used a lead. You know, all of hers is organically grown. 
And I think it's great when you go back to those people that you've organically grown and you give them an opportunity to just have a day with you. I think it also helps them feel special where they really feel like you're putting them first because we all know once October 15th happens, it's wheels off. I mean, anything can happen at that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that is such a great service. I think if we can set aside, uh, you know, particularly if we've already developed relationships with these communities, they will expect to see me at some point. And rather than having to go one by one, one by one, then we, uh, you know, this is your day. And it may be more than one day for that particular community, depending on the size of the community. But I think that's one way uh, for us to get in touch with them and let them have an opportunity to to select a time that's just for them. I think you were, I want to interrupt you just a second. Okay, go ahead. I think you are such a great influencer and there's a lot of, you know, I know we're speaking to a lot of women here, but you know, there may be men listening to, you know, I do go red for women luncheon every year and half the audience is men. But I think what you do, Faye, is you are showing people a way to be more of just an order taker. You are showing them how to develop a service to their clientele. And so for anyone listening, I don't know if you grabbed hold of that, but I would really write that down because I think anybody that you're willing to help would see that as a big deal because if they're dealing with all those seniors or those people that are aging in, they don't know all the answers. And to have somebody like you come in and be their expert, you're making them look good, but they're also gonna make you look good because they're encouraging you. They're endorsing you to talk to uh, their people. And I think that is just such a great influence, Faye, and I hope everybody grabbed Hold oh, yes. Saying. Nicole had her hand raised. So we have two people who have joined us, Galen. We have Nicole Stromer and we have Robbie Penny. Hi, Hello. ladies. Hi. Hi. Okay, um, Nicole, you had you had a comment? I have a question. Um, I am a mother with kids who I am probably looking to do as much virtual this year as I can because I'm planning for schools not honestly I'm planning for schools not to reopen or not to reopen very long um so I was wondering somebody who already does those virtual meetings how do you if you could elaborate a little bit more on how you handle those specifically like what platforms do you use how how do you organize them um what's worked what doesn't work um as well as possibly the challenges with handling the the older seniors that don't use, you know, because I, I use AAP to, to service my drug plans as well. The first part of AAP, I'm trying to get all my drug plans out of the way um, mm-hmm. and getting those done. So I don't know that I can necessarily do that with my, um, you know, 75, 80 year old clients. So I guess it, you it just, might be um, on that. I'm sorry. That's, that's it might be more it. than one. There may be more than one thing that you can do, Nicole. Um, 
for your existing customers, they know you. They right. know what you look like. So if they're not um, able to use the Internet or they're not able to get on to a Zoom meeting, and for a, a review of their ANOC or to see if their drugs have changed and you need to change their drug plan, uh, it may not be necessary to actually do the face-to-face -face Zoom right. meeting, like a Zoom meeting, but you, so that it's recorded and you know that you have it compliant, you could still use Zoom, but instead give them the telephone number to call mm -hmm. in. And if you notice, with my meetings now, I use my telephone number as the meeting ID number and as the password. So that way, if anybody ever asks me, I don't have to worry about it. I can tell you right off, this is the password, this is, you know, because it's my telephone number. So you can set that. So that's always going to be your password or the meeting ID number. So then for the newer people, uh, what I've done and what I do now is first I have to find out if they are able to use the Internet. Mm-hmm and how um, how active they're going to be. Because it still may be a phone call with me mm -hmm. talking to them and the conversation being recorded. But somehow you have to get, if you're doing Medicare Advantage, you've got to get a scope of appointment. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing PDPs, you've got to get the scope of appointment. And I've done everything from uh, giving them the full presentation for MedSup, and I've actually dropped the either mailed the scope of appointment depending on the timing. But when you're in AEP, you want everything to go pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I've dropped off a packet at their door with a self with an envelope and said sign it. Sometimes I sit in the car. Someone comes to their door. They come outside. They pick it up. They sign it. They put it back in the in the envelope that I asked them to, and put that envelope back outside. They keep the copy, and I drive away. I got my scope of appointment. Now we go over the um, benefits on the Zoom meeting, and either if they're not able to sign, I know that they can't sign on the Internet. When I actually am there, I can get all the information that I need from them without actually going into their home and fill out a paper application and have them sign that as well. So sometimes because of the population that we're dealing with, it won't work as easily, but I use Zoom for all of my meetings and then I'm using Lean in United Healthcare because mm -hmm. that electronic application is so simple. Yes. Uh, Humana's e-app is not that difficult, but United also has a telephonic application, which personally, mm -hmm. and I don't know who will be listening to this, but I haven't trusted it to this oh. point. So I do the e-app or I do the paper app and find a way to get it signed and then fax it. Does that help you anyway? It does. I guess I was sort of looking for, so you use Zoom as the platform and then you set it up, you have the flyer and then I, I've, I've heard some people use like electronic like calendar apps where they email people links and then the people automatically schedule. Now, would you schedule?
schedule it so that for like the people that can't that would rather prefer to see you face to face like maybe you go to the center and you're in their community room and you're holding your zoom calls there and then people who can't come or can't do the zoom they can just come down to the community room i've done that in the past i've sat at places but i want to be more structured with my day and efficient with my time you know what i mean well, i've had um i do have one of those communities that i know because that's where i usually do my community meeting for them i know that they have a large room mm -hmm. so that even if people were waiting they don't have to be near me and the person that i'm working with uh -huh. but i would have those i would still have them set appointments so you're not sitting there right. waiting right uh, but it's a possibility yes now one thing that i do ask of people that that i have to meet personally is and i tell them i said listen i apologize but i i'm going to ask you these questions have you tested have you had a COVID 19 test if they say no i haven't have you had any symptoms have you had a doctor's appointment that way you know they've been to the doctor somebody's taken their temperature and they're you know okay the next question i asked is does someone else live in the home with you because they may not have but then someone else and i i say do you have a porch a bench a tree out in the yard, someplace where we can sit across from each other. Uh, and this, these are, this is for people who can't travel, because you're going to mm -hmm. have those as well, mm -hmm. uh, where we can sit, and I am going to have a mask on, and you will need to have a mask on too. I don't ask them if they're going to wear a mask, because if I'm going to meet with them, I'm at that age where I have to protect myself, so I want them to have a mask on too. So. We have both agreed that we're going to have masks on, and we find a way. Um, this morning I went and I did an appointment, a Medicare appointment, and we were on the gentleman's porch, and they have chairs on the porch, and he was in one chair. Then there was another chair, just like the doctor's office, that was empty, and then I was in the next chair, and we both had on masks. And I felt comfortable, and he felt comfortable. So you just kind of have to do what you need to do, None of us know what's going to happen this year, but we still want to to do help as many people as we can. Yeah. And well, each so, one's probably going to be a little different. Right. So far, we our state is doing like color phases and um we're in we're still in the green phase, but we still we fall under a category of a business that we must wear a mask. Um so we've been we've been doing that since may or whenever we were allowed to go back to face okay to face. well i'm in florida so you know we're, we're we have Ooh. to wear masks in public yeah. as well so and then but um there's all there's a way that you can usually figure it out mm -hmm. and it might be that you don't actually contact that person but you leave something at their door for them and to sign and you're in the car, they sign it, have a separate envelope for them to put it back in so that, um, you know, you're not handling the same envelope that you gave them. Right. Uh, but Zoom is the, the, the platform that it I use for the virtual It is definitely the easiest. Meeting. 
I think so. I mean, Google has a platform and, uh, you know, that could be easy for them to do, but you never know. Yeah, we're handling, we do um, Medicare 101 seminars and that's how I've been doing them since March um, because you don't know how many people are going to attend and the locations are, I do them at libraries and I use Panera and um, a couple other like places like that. And we haven't been able to physically have one since, well, since March. So I've been, I've been doing it that way and um, it's, it's been working. I'm just not used to doing everything. I, I was always trained sort of with people who have done everything face to face. So mm -hmm. our organization is kind of a little bit behind the times with some of this electronic stuff. And I think most of the companies, a lot of the MA companies have had that figured out since March because they've had to, you know, they've had, they all have pretty much gone to like voice option for, you know, you have a voice option scope of appointment. So it's just different. I'm just a little bit nervous to do it this year because I'm trying to figure out how to do it all with, you know, the possibility of helping three kids with school and, you know, I still want to have a successful AAP. Right. Right. Well, do you have someone who can help with the kids and have set up like a consistent time? Like you can only work, say, from three to six and then work on Saturdays? That's that's typically what I've done in the past. I've typically like, yeah, I have now assuming that my my kids can, can as long as they can go to school, I'll have that, you know, that and I, I do. I will have help. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it and not be, you know, overwhelmed. <laughs> I think as a challenge for, for the moms that are listening, and, and Galen, I guess we didn't think about this because we have grandchildren. Yes. But <laughs> um, I think a challenge for the moms that, that are listening, one thing that you may want to think about is if your child doesn't go to school you you're definitely going to have to have some structure in the time mm -hmm. and we're going to not we're going to just have to not be afraid to tell the customer at, I mean we have to take control of the situation we have to say to them I'm a mom and my children are home and these are the times that I have available because you know People right. will tell you, oh, well, let me look at it and think about it and come back and, right. you know, but. Yeah, we I have actually to kind of think, I think that could be a great way to uh, make urgency mm -hmm. in the presentation. I think it needs to go, hey, these are just changing times. These are the times I've got available. I've got other people booked in the other slots. So which one works for you? You know, at the end of the day, nobody knows what next week is going to bring, much less the month of September, October, November. And so I think being able to just use that, like Faye said, as a way to get the client to commit is going to be a great thing. I yes. know of other platforms out there that actually have scope of appointment in the telesales presentation. So when the yeah. agent's making the presentation, they're emailing over the scope of appointment mm -hmm. before any mm -hmm. insurance discussion goes on. Um, I know of several that have them um, in their uh, CRMs, um, in their whole system. 
And so I think that that is smart. I think that is getting ready for what could be the worst case scenario. And if a client is not going to be able to figure out how to send an email, probably getting on Zoom is not going to happen. So you, you're going to have to be more creative. And, you know, I think one of the things that women are really good at is figuring out things in the worst times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're going to figure it out. I mean, we always do. We always will. And, you know, I think the most important thing is keeping stress under control. You're only going to be able to do what you can do. And that's what you tell your clients. And, you know, Faye, I love what you're doing as far as COVID protection, because I think that not only protects you, but it makes your client feel protected. And it yeah. makes you, it makes them see that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And so I think anything that we can do to show that we're nurturing, that we're caring, and I can't imagine a grandmother or a grandfather out there that you're going to be talking to, Nicole, that doesn't have grandchildren, that doesn't understand the same situation right. you're in. So I think that's what I was telling Faye before y'all got on the call. We, we just have got to get rid of stress. I mean... The more stress creeps into AEP, the mm-hmm. worse it's going to be for everybody, including your client. And if they sense your stress, they're not going to want to do business with you because they probably have got stress themselves. So it needs to just be one of those things. Look, you know, did not expect this coming, kind of joke about it. Right. But here's the time I have in a day that I'm seeing my clients. And I am being very efficient with my time because I appreciate my clients. I know they don't want to be around me that long. I don't want to be around them that long because I got three kids I got to get at home with. Mm -hmm. So they're going to appreciate the fact that you appreciate their time. They're also going to appreciate the fact that they've got people in your situation. And you're probably going to hear more on that call of, Oh gosh, I wish my daughter would do what you're doing. She needs a job, but she just staying at home with the kids. So I think it's going to actually work to your advantage instead of your disadvantage. I think she, I think it's like Faye and I spoke earlier. It's just having all that worked out before you get there. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, life has given us some lemons right now, and it's up to us to make lemonade. And the ones that make lemonade are going to have a successful AEP. And the ones that are going to be sitting there sucking on the lemons aren't. And it's pretty much that simple. And I, I, as Galen said, you know, we're women and we are accustomed to doing with what we have and making it work. And that we can do. That we have to tell ourselves that we can do. We have that kind of confidence. We do it every day with, you know, the things that we do at home. Yep. So naturally we can do it. I think, Nicole, you won't have any problems. You can take control of this and just do very, very well. The other I want to say is- something right there, Faye, because I think this is hilarious. So I've been watching Nicole bounce between kids coming in and out, dealing with iPads. You know, I Zoom with men every day. And I can tell you right now, they would have already turned on their stop video, their mute, and they would have screamed for the wife or somebody to come get the kids out of the room. 
and here mm -hmm. you are just juggling all that and still keeping your head in the game. Yeah. And I think that that is what customers are going to perceive from you uh, when you start lining out your day. You know, try Zoom. If it doesn't work, then you start calling them. You know, if that doesn't work, then you'll figure out something else. Uh, it's just part of survival. It is. It is. I, I don't well. think, I, I think it could be a good thing. If, if I can stay home and see 10 people in eight hours versus maybe only four or five people in eight hours to account for driving back and forth, I think it's going to be to my benefit that way as well too. So I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm just nervous. I think because like you're saying, you, you hear the kids and see the kids in the background. So I don't really have a set office space, so I'm going to have to utilize my time and my hours better that, that I can be focused and dedicated and still, you know, making sure nobody burns the house down or. <laughs> but then just think about it, Nicole, you may not be able to do it every day. Right. You know, if you don't have, if you can't uh, make every day the perfect day, you may have to say, I am only able to work these three days. And right. in those three days, you may do 15 people per day. Yes. So, you know, because you're working from home. The other yes. thing that uh, I've done is, and I, I heard you say that you go to the library. The library, our library has uh, taken, like, chairs out. So at tables, if two people are at the table, they're distanced, one on one side and one on the other. Uh, they've even taken some of the tables out, I think, so that they're not as close together. So the library is another place to meet a customer because they've already prepared the inside to be socially distanced. I like that as uh, well. So, you know, if you have to meet them and, you know, when you go to the library, you're going to get free Wi-Fi. True. So that's another option. And most people know where their library is. Yes. Miss Robbie, did you have anything that you want to add to our conversation or a question? I've learned working with, with people is um, when you said, uh, say I have um, this amount of time, you know, let's say I, um, I have Tuesday and Friday at 10 and, and 12 o'clock and they say, well, I need you to work Saturday because that's the only time I can get in. Then they'll say, well, I'm off on Wednesdays. I can come in then. Well, I learned a long time ago that you tell them exactly what time you have and they'll take one. They will make it work. Right. That's why I yeah. said we need to take control of that. And yes. that way, Nicole, that relieves you of some of that stress. Yes, it See, does. Then yeah. You're not trying to please the the work with the customer's time you have already established on Sunday night what days what times you're going to work that week mm -hmm. and you have to stick to it and tell them I think they'll understand I think so too they will, they, they will be and I I've always been afraid to like call leads and stuff at home because of I've always been afraid to turn people away hearing the kids but this is going to be a good year for that because people know that kids are at home and people know schools may not open and people know that if I, even if I, I, I feel like it almost humbles me in a way when I say, Oh, I'm sorry if you hear the, you know, the kids and the dog in the background, that's, you know, that's just, I'm working from home today, but now I'm definitely going to have a, a reason to say, 
hey, you, you know. <laughs> and I think I think it will sort of humble me. I, I've always been afraid that it's going to work against, against me, but it hasn't yet. It's always been no, something. No, 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 no. People understand. Uh, you know, if someone is that harsh and cruel right. and they understand that you're trying to help them, that that may not be your customer. Exactly. We have to tell ourselves we can to pick our clients. We get to be choosy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be able to help as many people as you can find to work within the time that you have to work. The other thing that I wanted to add, and you ladies just chime in and let me know how you feel about this, because I don't ever think that I know it all or that I'm always right. Expectation. Knowing that we don't know what's going to happen this AEP. I have been very, very conservative with setting a goal. I didn't set an aggressive goal because I know that I can't be out there in the streets getting these people. And if you don't get in front of people, you know, a certain number of people, you're not going to write a certain number of sales. So I've been very conservative with that. So I think we may consider ourselves only successful if we do 100 sales during AEP, but what if that doesn't happen? And then the other way to accomplish that is it doesn't have to be 100 sales of Medicare Advantage plans, but let's start to bundle right Amen, sister. let's start there. to bundle so if you start to count it in apps taken you may do 150. you have to be so, efficient with your time right you know Faye, i'll tell you this right now you are such a dynamo to hear you say you haven't really figured out your goal yet kind of almost cracks me up because I think you're going to probably kick a bunch of people's tails. But, you know, the thing is, and I learned this back in 2010, the bundle is what pays the bills. You know, you may see 10 customers in a day, but if you only sell to five of those, five of those was a loss for you, right? But those other five that didn't buy from you also taught you something. So what I learned was those five were not worthy of my time. The five I sold were worthy of my time and I should have spent more time with them and making sure they were well covered. And that's when the bundle was discovered. You know, and when you start adding up what all you make off of a client in one telephone call or one sitting, however you do it, and let's say that you only wrote one app, but you could have written three or four apps in that house. Well, not only did you increase your uh, revenue or your profitability or your income, whichever way you look at it, but you also increased your client's belief in you because now they see you as their agent because now they have four policies with you or two policies with you when before the other agent they were dealing with, they only had one policy. 
They hadn't heard from that agent in four or five years. Um, but now you're popping in and saying, hey, what about this cancer coverage? Who right. is your cancer protection with? Uh, mm -hmm. Did your agent explain the 6,700 out of pocket? Well, you just went up so many notches that those five people that did not buy from you, they just made you a killing because they taught you how to spend more time with the five that are fitting you in their schedules, the five that value what you do with your 2.2 kids, the five that are like, hey, John, you need cancer protection. You need to call Nicole. Or John, you need this med advantage plan I've got. Now you're generating referral income. You're creating bundle sales so that when you do go see John, John's already heard from Larry that Larry has a med advantage with Nicole. Larry has his wife's insurance. Larry has the cancer policy on both of them. Larry took care of their home health care. So God forbid COVID would do affect us. We now have a plan where people can come in and take care of us. And we don't have to worry about getting COVID from all those people in that nursing home. She put us in a short-term recovery care plan. So, can you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit on what all you bundle? I did it last year with cancer insurance and that was it. And I know I'm missing the boat on life and some of that short-term recovery stuff. Um, and also, do you like any, do you do any sort of like pre-qualifying before that? So like whenever you, you do want to meet with them, they say, oh, well, I have a policy and I, but I don't know where it is. I haven't seen it. I, then you're sort of stalled because you can't proceed till they find their policy or so they oh, know. No, exactly no, 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 no. That never stalls me. And matter of fact, I always say something like, well, that policy didn't really impress you much, like Shania Twain says, or you would know where that's at. So if you would have purchased my policy, you would have known you're going to get $30,000 on first occurrence. You know right where that is, because if you get that doom and gloom diagnosis, that you've been diagnosed with cancer, you're going to be mad, but not at me because you're going to get 30 grand or you're going to get 20 grand or 10 grand. So the way that we do it is, first of all, we set out expectation. If you're going to take care of a client on a med advantage plan, and if you've not sat in on my 30, 60, 90 presentation, we're getting ready to relaunch those on queen of the bundle. That's what I think pre-AEP is. Pre-AEP mm -hmm. is conditioning like an athlete does before they start football. It's getting into the conditioning room. It's getting all your tests taken, your certification, all the trainings you need done. So in our 30, 60, 90, mm -hmm. it really was set up originally for a med advantage client, but we've now set it up where it goes with, along with a med sub client or an underage 65 client. And it's really about establishing what amount of budget they have left to create the bundle sale. So if you're talking to a med advantage client and you know they you already know they're going to pay zero premium, the answer is okay, in order to figure out what we need to make this liability plan into a comprehensive plan, I need to figure out how much budget you've got, either 30, 60, or 90 dollars. 
if they're in that Advantage client and they've only got $30, it's cancer first, cancer first, cancer first, cancer first. They don't need dental, vision, and hearing if they've only got 30 spare dollars. They don't need hospital indemnity if they've only got 30 spare dollars because here's what's gonna get you convicted about that. Number one, if they've got a Med Advantage plan, their biggest hole to fill is up to $6,700 per calendar year on chemo and radiation. Right. They right. haven't even that's taken 20%. into consideration their specialty tier drugs that's going to be the 5% catastrophic threshold. All a senior hears when they get on a zero premium plan is how excited it is that it's zero premium. And I'm going to plug in here so that I don't lose you guys. Zero premium plan is exciting, but then they hear a 5% catastrophic threshold. They're thinking... They might be out $5 on a drug. They might be out $10 on a drug. They don't equate 5% to being $14,000 a year on Revlimid. And if you're going to be taking Revlimid, you're going to be taking it a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's where Med Advantage agents, pardon the term, screw up. They immediately start talking hospital indemnity because it covers all illnesses. Well, let's take a $114,000 heart surgery. The most that client's going to be out on, on co-pays to the hospital, and that's if they're in there a five-day hospital stay. Most people aren't staying in the hospital five days after a heart surgery. Mm -mm. They're booting them out because they don't want to get in trouble with Medicare and Medicaid. So the most they're going to be out on $114,000 surgery is $1,450. For somebody that had to help their, their mom and dad, I can handle $1,450. I can't handle $6,700 in this calendar year, $6,700 in next calendar year, and $14,000 for Revlimid. So if they have $60 a budget, it's usually doubling up on cancer. A lot of people go, well, I'm going to sell critical illness. Why? You're dealing in the senior population. Why are you going to sell critical illness? You sell cancer if you're selling zero premium plan and you give them as much coverage for cancer as you can because one out of two men, one out of three women, 77% of cancers are 55 and older. Why on earth would you put that client in a hospital indemnity plan with a cancer rider? It's a cancer plan for cancer coverage and get them as much as they can. And if they're a med advantage client and cancer is a big deal, that means they don't have enough money to go into a long-term care situation. So you wanna make sure you have them in a short-term recovery care plan so that they can either buy down elimination on their long-term care to get their premium lower or give them at least 364 days in a short-term situation while they're waiting for their Medicaid pending to be approved. You don't ever bring dental vision hearing in that equation or hospital indemnity if you're dealing with somebody in a lower socioeconomic group. If they're Medicare supplement client, you immediately go for dental vision and hearing 
because they think I've got a plan F, plan G, plan N. Mm -hmm. I can go to any doctor, any hospital, but I don't have any dental or vision or hearing coverage. You know, we recommend Manhattan Life because you can use your thousand or 1500 for whatever you want. There's no limit on vision. So a client this year might use it all for dental. Next year, they may use it all for vision. The following year, they may use it all for hearing. So for that med sub client, it's a dental vision and hearing play because they want any doctor, any hospital. But I tell them straight up, you need to understand how your PDP works because your specialty tier drugs if you're the one out of two men, one out of, I mean, one out of two men, one out of three women, 77% over age 55 that get cancer, you're going to be out of pocket for your prescription drugs. The donut hole's changing, but the 5% catastrophic threshold isn't. And people think the donut hole is what messes them up. It's the 5% catastrophic threshold. Again, if you've been through my training on uh, the cancer presentation, you'll look at that uh, specialty tier drug by Kaiser, that slide, which is a third party endorsement, which helps you. A dollar a day, a $2 a day for a med sub client to buy a cancer plan is nothing. And it can save their life savings. We have a client in Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, written by a really good agent and he did not take out a cancer plan until his wife died because he did not want her to feel bad that they went through their savings account for her prescription drugs. When she died, he immediately called Deborah and bought a cancer plan because he knew he wouldn't be able to afford it. So that's the pre-qualification they're telling you what they're going to buy. If it's a med advantage or med sup, then you know what path to go down. Mm -hmm. And then if they've got a spouse in the house that's under age 65, beautiful. What are they doing for insurance? Who do they have? How much does it cost? Most of them have an ACA plan they haven't mm -hmm. used in five years and they're paying a mortgage for it. When you show them under age 65 plans and show them if they take the Aetna plan for cancer, having that younger spouse, they get that cheaper discount. Right. Holy bananas. You just made everybody in that house happy. And now they refer you to the children and the grandchildren they got. Because now Nicole's my agent because she showed me stuff that Frank I've been dealing with for 10 years never, ever told me about. So that's what makes AEP exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Seeing people go out there that have never bundled sold before. We have an agent that uh, Faye knows uh, by the name of Sasha in Kentucky. She's going to end up getting two new clients this year because she showed them the hole in their med advantage plan. And the guy that sold them to them five years ago with Humana never even told them. So she's going to pick up a new med advantage client and she's going to pick up an Aetna cancer plan. So who knows who she's going to put the med advantage plan with, but you can put the Aetna cancer plan with whoever and they right. still get the spouse in the house discount. So that's exciting stuff for all of us 
we get to use our time more wisely and more efficient. So actually the, the, the other strategy that we wanted to introduce to everyone, something that you should seriously think about, and remember you got from now until the end of August to get prepared to do all of your pre-AEP learning and certifying and appointments, get all of that done this month, know the products, attend the workshops that Galen is doing, or go to the website, look for when there is a learning opportunity because you can still have a successful AEP and not write as many AEP Medicare Advantage plans that you may have thought you were going to write, but by bundling and helping, this is truly the kind of agent that I want to be, and I'm sure that it's the kind of agent that you want to be. You want to think about the customer. So if you're not seeing as many people for a Medicare Advantage plan, but the five, those five that Galen talked about that you did see, that you did write, if you write them a cancer policy, it's a win-win. You've helped them and you've helped yourself. So you can still have a successful AEP. I want you to understand that you can do that and we're here to help you to do that and we'll guide you and answer any questions that you have to try to help you to be the successful agent that's helping other people. Are there any other questions that you ladies have? I don't have any questions. Okay. I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> you got to get excited about it, Robbie. Robbie. Don't feel overwhelmed. The thing is, once you get in front of someone, and you start to go through this and listen because I have posted in the uh, on the website. Listen to the presentation that Christian Brindle did with me yesterday. Very he actually went through a Medicare Advantage presentation. So now I have an opportunity to have another star who will be conducting an interview with me, and I'm thinking that I'm going to ask him to roll in those um, bundles, to roll the bundle into the whole sale, go through the entire process. And, and it's something you could go back and listen to at any time. And then if you don't hear what you want to hear, just call us, put something in the chat, put something in the group to ask your questions, that's why we're here, to help you to be successful. You were going to say something, Nicole? Yeah, I was going to ask how, if I wanted to, like, look at the, um, like, the bundling pro workshop that Galen has, how, how would I do that? So go out to Queen of the Bundle and like that page on Facebook. Next week, we are announcing our short classes. We're gonna do short and smaller classes on Zoom so you can ask more questions. We're gonna do role play just like we do with our internal agents that I train every Friday. Well, now every Monday. Um, and so we'll be giving that same training to you all. 
um, you know, the great thing about learning this, and I loved what Faye said a while ago, was when you're helping one customer with four products, I'll be overwhelmed, but the cool thing is, is when you see those renewals from four companies, or four products, you're going to look at that, and you're going to say, wow, that is multiplying, that's growing, and people don't cancel their cancer plans. They may cancel and change their MA plans just because the plan, the plan design changed. You know, there's not a lot of disruption in plans this year. So there's not going to be a lot of reason for people to change MedAdvantage. That's another thing I was going to add on to what Faye said. Talk back everybody that has a MedAdvantage plan and tell them you've gone through a training. You want to make sure that you help them with that 6700 out of pocket and you can do it for around a dollar a day. If you start with that presentation, people will listen because if they're buying zero premium, they don't have 6700 in the bank, typically. So when they tell you they can't afford a dollar a day, you need to be right quick, right fast, then how are you affording $6,700? You might could take that client right then from a med advantage to a plan in mm -hmm. on a Medicare supplement, because if they cannot afford 6,700 out of pocket guys, they're not in the right plan. They're not in the right plan. And if they can't afford 6,700 times two plus the out of pocket prescription drugs, they're really not in the right plan. You need to close their exposure as much as you can. So I had an agent ask me, he goes, you're queen of the bundle. How would you feel if a client said, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to take that cancer plan, but I'm going to jump out of that zero premium plan and I'm going into a med sup. And I answered it by saying to him, I would be happy as a pig in poop. Because now I know that client is in the right plan. And they're not going to have all that exposure that they can't afford. Or mm -hmm. put that burden on their children. Would you like to teach the children some um, I was wondering if I should, I mean, Nicole, I want you to make sure that you're in those classes those, uh, that Galen's going to run. Uh, Galen, should I ask her to reach out to Scotty? Absolutely. Um, I just answered your question. I got fired up and couldn't type and talk at the same time. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get, we'll put you in touch with the right people in the right place, Nicole. Don't Thank worry you. about it. And Robbie, if you're interested, actually, what I'll do is I'll post in the group. Well, the, the, this whole session will be online. I'm not doing the video. We'll just do the audio. So the audio will be as a podcast. So um, I have a different hairdo today, so I don't want to show my face. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I decided I was going to part my hair on the side. I like it. I like the new look. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But you're you. always pretty. And, uh, oh, thank you. If there's not anything else, um, we will close, but again, if you think of something, post it in the group. We're always there to answer and pick up whenever you need us. Thank you again, ladies, for, jo for joining us today. 
And thank, thank you. you so much for being great, successful insurance professionals. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. Bye. Okay. Bye.